Good morning and welcome again. We're glad that you're here today. We hope and pray that everyone's had a safe and happy holiday. And we have the new year upon us and we look forward to great things in 2014, the Lord willing. We're going to be looking today at two different passages of scripture. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 1 and Psalm 90 verse 10 as well as verse 12. I want us to begin today by thinking about the importance of time. The thrust of our lesson today centers on the theme, the certainty of uncertainty. There may be things in this life that we have certainty about. But there are some things that, whether we like it or not, are uncertain. I know for certain that life is winding down for me. My time is shorter today on earth than yesterday. As we think about the certainty of uncertainty, I want to begin by calling attention to what the wise man said in Proverbs chapter 27 at verse 1. As we begin this lesson, we think about the reservations of time. Here's what Solomon said. Do not boast about tomorrow. Did you know that as we live here on this earth, we ought to look at life with a perspective to eternity? There is the danger of making plans without God at the helm. And there's a reason for that. Because Solomon said, do not boast about tomorrow. The reasoning behind that, who knows what a day may bring forth. The bottom line is, we simply don't know what tomorrow will bring. We may have convictions about what we think will happen, but in all reality, we just don't know. Let me just give you a couple of passages of scripture that I think to help, that I think help reinforce this idea. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus talked about a rich farmer whose ground brought forth plentifully. So this man had a dilemma. His reasoning was, what shall I do? I don't have enough room to store my crops and goods. So I'll pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will bestow all my fruits and goods. And I'll say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Eat, drink, and be merry. The Lord, however, said, you have a problem. The problem is tonight your soul is required. The things which you have provided, who shall they be? And so then Jesus said, so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. In the fourth chapter of the book of James, 
James said, come now. You who say today or tomorrow we'll go into this city or that city and trade and get gain or buy and sell. The reasoning is, he said, you do not know what will be on the morrow. The bottom line is, we just don't know what tomorrow holds. And so there's the danger of making plans without God at the helm. But then I think the flip side of that is the demand to make plans with God at the helm. To remember that there is a God in heaven and that he is in control of all things, that he is the sovereign ruler of the universe. As the psalmist said many, many years ago, the Lord reigneth. God is on his throne. We may not know what the future holds, but we know the one who holds the future. And that's Almighty God. In James chapter 4, when James talked about the improbability of tomorrow, he said what we ought to do is take this view. If the Lord wills, we'll do this or that. Why is that? Because we just don't know what looms on the morrow. You see, the bottom line is, we may be here, we may not be here. The sun may rise, the sun may not rise, because Jesus may come. We just don't know. As we embarked upon 2013, nearly one year ago, how many people do you think that we as a family here at Olive Branch lost over the course of this past year? Did you know that we were affected by 27 deaths, this congregation? Out of those 27 people, 10 were members here. I wonder how many of those people, as they began 2013, thought, you know, I won't be here in 2014. I suspect that some may have realized that time was short for them here on earth. I think about Sister Payne. Sister Payne lived up, up into her 90s. And she understood that her time was short here on earth. But there were some folks that had a long way to go to reach 90. And they're not here. And the reason is because of the certainty of uncertainty. There's a second thing I want to call your attention to, and that is our limitations of time. Listen, if you would, to what Moses wrote in Psalm 90 at verse 10. He said, The days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. First, I'd like to talk about our duration. And this brings to mind the brevity of time. If you're young, you can't really appreciate this statement. But as we grow older in life, I think we come to appreciate it more so every day. 
And that is life gets by you so fast. It's unbelievable how fast life goes. I always heard that as you grow older in life, time seems to pass much more swiftly. It's true. You see, it just seems like yesterday that I was a teenager or in college or just starting out as a young married man. It just seemed like yesterday that I was a new father. Life gets by you so fast. And so the psalmist here is saying, look, you may live to be 70 or 80, but the bottom line is it will be over before you know it. Job said, man born of woman is of few days and full of trouble. James compared life to a vapor that appears for a little while, and he said it vanishes away. That's how quickly life gets by you. As I think about life, there's a passage in the book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 12 that ought to resonate with all of us, and as we grow older, it resonates even more so. Solomon there encourages readers of all ages, that is, of every generation, to remember their creator, and the emphasis is upon when we're young, before the evil days come. He chronicles life here on earth, the aging process. As you begin to read Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 1 through about verse 7, he's very graphic in talking about how the body, this physical body that we have been blessed with, begins to age, to wear out, run down. Ultimately, he said, it gives way to death. He said that when death comes, the body returns to the dust and the spirit to God who gave it. And so, in looking at that passage of scripture, all Solomon is saying is life on earth is brief. And then, Moses in Psalm 90 not only talks about the brevity of time, but the burdens of time. He said the days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow. And the idea is life is comprised of duties and demands and difficulties. Are there good times here on planet Earth? Yes, there are. But there are hard times as well. There are joys and frustrations common to all people. And Moses here is saying you may live to be 70 or 80 years of age. 
But here's what life's all about, labor and sorrow. Remember what Job said, man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. That is a good summation of life itself. And then note, if you would, what he has to say about our expiration. We talk about our duration here on earth, but note, if you would, our expiration from this earth. Again, here's what Moses said. The days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off. And I would underscore that term, soon. It is soon cut off. And we fly away. The bottom line is life ends the same way for every person. The Hebrew writer said, the Hebrew writer said, it is appointed unto man once to die. After this cometh the judgment. Again, the words of Job, man born of woman is of few days and full of trouble. The words of Solomon, when death comes, the body returns, returns to dust, the spirit to God who gave it. Let me just sum up for you how life ends. It's the same for every person. And I can sum it up in three words from Genesis chapter 5. And he died. That is the summation right there. There are two exceptions that we read about in Scripture with regard to death. Elijah and Enoch never tasted death. But to those of us who live here on planet Earth, we will taste of death unless Jesus comes. There's a third thing I want you to see in our study today as we think about the certainty of uncertainty. And that is the preservation of time. Time is a precious commodity. So here's what Moses said, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. What about the quantity of time we have on earth? Let me just read for you a couple of things. <clears throat> Imagine there's a bank that credits your account each morning with $86,400. It carries over no balance from day to day. Every evening deletes whatever part of the balance you failed to use during the day. What would you do? Draw out every cent, of course. Each of us has a bank. Its name is time. Every morning it credits you with 86,400 seconds. Every night it writes off as lost whatever of this balance you failed to invest to good purpose. It carries over no balance. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, 1,440 minutes in a day. You have the responsibility, responsibility of using your time wisely. 
If you want to know how important time is, listen to this. To realize the value of one month, ask a mother who gave birth to a premature baby. How valuable is an hour? Ask the businessman whose flight was delayed an hour and he missed an important business deal. How valuable is one minute? Ask the man who had the heart attack in a restaurant and an EMT happening, happened to be sitting at the next table and CPR saved his life. How valuable is a second? Ask the person who barely missed a head-on with an oncoming car. How valuable is a millisecond? Ask the Olympic swimmer who missed qualifying by six-tenths. Time is valuable. When I think about the quantity of time, I read a story about a man when he turned 50 years of age, bought 1,300 marbles, took a glass jar, deposited those marbles in that jar. He figured that if he lived to be 75 years of age, he had 1,300 Saturdays to enjoy. So every Saturday morning, he would go to that jar and take a marble out. No doubt when you first begin, you don't see a dent in the marbles. But over the course of 10 or 15 years, what happens? That jar begins to diminish in size. What does that signify? Time is running out. Here's what I want you to see. Time is running out. I don't care if you're young or old. Time is running out. And so, as we think about the quantity of time we have here on earth, Here's the question. What about the quality of time we have on earth? In other words, what are you going to do with the time that you have left? The Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 5 encourages us to redeem the time. You better make wise usage of the time that you have left here on planet earth. I read a quotation by the late Steve Jobs, who said this, Remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me make the big choices in life. Because almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, these things just fall away in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. Here's the bottom line. Right now, we may feel time is on our side. But the bottom line is, we have no guarantees. No guarantees of tomorrow, next week, next month, or next year. We hope and pray to enjoy 2014 if the Lord wills. But the hard truth of the matter is we just don't know. It doesn't seem like that long ago that we had a visitation reorganization dinner. It was in March of this year. 
And I sat right across the table from Bud Hunt. And we talked, enjoyed one another's company. We walked down the hall right outside this building. He went to the left, I turned to the right. He talked to me about how he had plans to help others. He said, there are things that I can do that I want to do to help other people. He had every intention of doing that. I have no doubt. Little did I know, two days later, Raymond Montgomery would be at my front door at 10.30 at night. When I opened the door, Raymond said, it's bad. Bud Hunt was killed in an auto accident. The bottom line is you just don't know. I do not say this to be overly dramatic. I'm just saying it is a fact. Not only did we lose Bud, but just a few months later, his younger brother died. Did you know that we had three people in this congregation that died in their 50s? Did you know that Bud's younger brother was 38, 39? All I'm saying is you don't have to be old to die. Oh, I know the old die, but the young do die as well. And so there is the certainty of uncertainty. I mean, there were a lot of folks. They started 2013 just as we did. They had high expectations. No doubt they had many plans and dreams for the coming year. But here's the difference. We're here, they're not. They're in eternity, and we're here on planet Earth. Who knows what a day will bring forth? We just don't know. That's why Moses said, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We need to be wise with our time here on Earth. We need to be wise in our tour here on planet Earth. Because we are here today and gone tomorrow. I want to ask you this question in closing today. Are you certain about your salvation? I said that there is the certainty of uncertainty. I do not know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen next week or next month or next year as I said a moment ago. But I know this, I can be absolutely 110% assured, certain of my soul's salvation. I can know that if Jesus comes, I'm saved. I can know that if I were to have a heart attack, an auto accident, or some other type of catastrophic event, I can know for certainty that I'll go to be with the Lord. 
Here's what you need to know. Jesus in the long ago said, except you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. If you do not believe Jesus to be the Son of God, you will die in your sins. It is absolutely certain that if you die in your sins, where he is, you will not be. I can promise you that. If you will repent of your sins, as Jesus instructed, and then confess his name before others, and be baptized into Jesus Christ, and by that I mean an immersion in water, then you can enjoy the remission of your sins. That is, every sin will be washed away. You will stand before Almighty God, pure and just in His sight. And the beauty of that is, you will enjoy salvation. Here's what Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I can believe that with all certainty. You can too. It might be that you're a member of the church, but you're not certain about your salvation because you know in your heart of hearts you haven't been faithful. You haven't lived the kind of life that the Lord would expect from you. You know, Jesus said, be faithful until death. The promise being the crown of life. If we're not faithful, the implication is we don't have a crown of life. So here's a certainty. If you will come back to the Lord, he'll save you. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Three weeks before Joanne McGee died, she wanted to be restored. Allison's here today. Joanne's mama's here today. You know, there are a lot of decisions we make in life. That was the best decision she could have made. I said at her funeral, she's gone for now, but we'll see her again. But you see, you may be here today and you're not faithful. If you were to die in that state, we won't see you again. We'll be parting, parting company forevermore. You can be absolutely certain that if you come back to the Lord, he will forgive all your sins wiped away. Here's what James said. Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another. We'd love to pray with you and for you today because you see, time is filled with swift transition. And one day, we'll stand before God and we'll give an account of the deeds done in this body according to what we have done, whether good or bad. I hope and pray that you're making plans, not just for the here and now, but for eternity. Would you come as we stand and sing?